Grumpy Gaze here on Joy 94.9. Now, Matt, that was It Takes Two by Marvin Gaze. And I thought that was a little bit more appropriate. Gaze. <laughs> Sorry, Marvin Gaze. Marvin Gaze. Mar- Marvin, Marvin's Gaze. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> that could be us. We are Marvin's Gaze, yes. <laughs> we are Marvin's Gaze. <laughs> so, we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie this week. Egypt of the week. The vegan jogger. (laughs) (laughs) But we're taking it in a little bit of a different direction because we're doing a collective noun of Egypt's. Egi? Okay. Maybe? Yeah. In that we're looking at American politics. Mm. And I think that's completely appropriate given the last few weeks in US politics and and yes we're focusing on US politics but this could be politics pretty much anywhere and it's just kicking off over there at the moment as well Mrs Gray got a lot of fodder coming up so it is just kicking off absolutely but we've had both the Democratic and Republican conventions where they obviously pick the winning horse to go first past the post (laughs) for the presidency in a college <laughs> in a, that's right. Apparently. Apparently. Let's have a little bit more of a look at the people who were involved in American politics. And namely, obviously, an easy go to this week is, of course, Donald Trump. And also, give us credit and kudos, people out there listening, that it's taken us probably about 35 weeks to do an Egypt of the Week on Donald Trump, okay? Yes, exactly. Good call, Matt, good call. So I'm just going to throw out a few of his tweets over the last week or so. One was Nobel Peace Prize for Trump. He tweeted that. He retweeted that. Oh, I see. I don't think you actually nominate yourself for that, do you? Anyway, I don't don't think so. No. The other one was, and this is a direct quote, so it is in quotation marks, I have done more for the African-American community since Abraham Lincoln. Right. Yeah. They really were kind of the lost years of American politics, weren't they? 1865 to 2017. (laughs) I mean, what was actually achieved? Can you name me one thing, Helen? No. (laughs) The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. I tell you, he's done more to change the way a democratic political system works than any other president. Who'd have thought a North Korean model was the one that was missing all along? (laughs) You know, the one where you ditch qualified educated advisors and just surround yourself with family. (laughs) Do you think I should declare war on China? Yes, dear. (laughs) That kind of thing. That kind of thing. But let's look a little bit further into the absolute heady display of stupidity that surrounds American politics. Now, we love bet. We love Bette Midler. We do. Right. We're okay. gay. Of course we love Bette uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love her from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> How 
However, this week, the illustrious Miss Midler put out a tweet after none other than FOTUS, that's the first lady of the United States, Melania <laughs> Trump. Right. Well, they get me younger, they'll be a fetus. Oh. <laughs> Gave her speech at the convention and Ms. Midler tweeted, oh God, she still can't speak English. Mm. Now, let's just take a, a little step back there. This then exploded in the twitosphere. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of commentary about the fact that Melania Trump actually speaks five languages. But wait, maybe not. Oh, God. I thought you were about to give her some credit then. Right. No, apparently there has been some research done into this. And there is a claim that Grazie, Bonjour, and Je m'appelle Melania is the extent to which Melania Trump has been heard using her self-proclaimed multilingual abilities. Okay. Why even put Je m'appelle in there? That's actually the same as bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like Italian and French. Anyway, yeah. There you go. Right. So uh, although, you know, I don't think there is uh, any veracity around whether Melania does speak five languages fluently or not. The fact that Ms Midler felt the need to tweet that, come on. Well, it's all a bit petty. I mean, how many languages can Bette Midler screech in? I wonder. (laughs) I would suspect one. But, you know, hell, even I've learnt to say glass of wine in anything but Kalahari. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. But come on, let's give the the photos, uh, (laughs) Melania, uh, credit where credit's due. She does a hell of a rose garden. She does do a hell of a rose garden. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, because you are referring to Melania making the keynote speech to the Republican National Convention in the rose garden of the White House. Look, I don't know. I saw it, right? I actually kind of felt a little bit sorry for her. There's an air of Stockholm syndrome (laughs) going on. You know, you're watching her. And I, when she's... The speech was all her, right? It was very authentic, but it was very basic. It was very things like, you know, Donald is good. You <laughs> must vote for great. Donald. <laughs> and you're thinking, well, there's no chance of Michelle Obama claiming that speech back, is there? <laughs> it's, um, it's like it's almost like those books that w- when we were actually taught the English language. With full stops. Because That's we were, right. Because a bunch of assholes back then. <laughs> What is good? (laughs) Donald is good. Donald can jump. (laughs) Donald can climb higher than Hillary Clinton. Um, Yeah, all that sort of thing. But but you're watching her face to sort of see, you know, is there any sort of code in her eyes to say, come and rescue me at 10 o'clock tomorrow night or something like that? The other thing, (laughs) the green dress that apparently her designer who assists her with her clothes choices Mm. uh, did not grasp because apparently that green dress was exactly the same colour as a green screen that they use in (laughs) television production. You know why? That's because they wanted to project on it later onto the screen. Come save me tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. That's why. (laughs) Actually, do you know what? She's Eastern European or Eastern European origins. There's an old joke in Eastern Europe. Somebody told me this. Very, very funny Eastern European joke. It goes like this. She is wearing a green frilly dress. She is a cabbage. <laughs> anyway, Those maybe... Eastern Europeans, oh, they, they really know how to 
bit of yarn. Wacky zany. I tell you, but just going back to this speech, look, I'm going to come out with a few quotes from her keynote speech. One of them was that she said Americans deserve total honesty from their president. And what I would say to that is if you help us win the next election, you might just get that if you're lucky. (laughs) Well, for the first 10 days anyway, most people forget after that. (laughs) Another one. Is, well, she did actually mention COVID-19, right? But anyway, right. but my husband will not stop fighting until there is an effective treatment or a vaccine available to everyone. Well, <laughs> I, I think that's actually a mistake. I think that should be past tense. I think she's got that one wrong. He was able to stop fighting once he discovered that injecting disinfectant was available to everyone. So, you know, tick, he's done that. Third one, we all know Donald Trump makes no secret about how he feels about things, she said, particularly in a drunken tweet at three o'clock in the morning. So he's done more for Twitter than any president since Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and finally, Donald will not rest until he has done all that he can to take care of everyone impacted by this terrible pandemic. Well, to be fair, he doesn't rest anyway. He's up until three o'clock in the morning tweeting about how Bette Midler can't speak any languages. <laughs> Look, I, I, <laughs> I think we have successfully sold the collective Egypts of the week American politics. Coming up, stick around. We have another contributor has written in with a a conundrum. Dear Grumpy Gays, you're listening to Join 84.9. It's dawn. It's good. (laughs) 